What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones for Quarantine Week 12 episode of the pod. But we've actually got some very, very, very exciting things to talk about this week. The NHL has a proposed playoff format to come back to. The NBA also has a proposed playoff format to come back to. Uh, they're talking about making this happen Baseball, supposedly spring trainings are going to start on the 10th of June, I believe, with the season to start at the beginning of July, if they can work out a deal. Things are looking really good for the sports world, uh, post-coronavirus, amidst coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. But things are looking up, fellas. I'm excited. I'm sure you guys are excited, too. This has been probably the best uh, news week we've had sports-wise since this whole thing started. Yeah, how about the NHL just fucking coming out of nowhere? At a left field. Yeah. From I mean, the clouds. Wait, I've been saying it the whole time. Like, no one's heard a peep about the NHL's plans. I mean, it just seemed like they were resigned to falling off the face of the earth. Then, boom, they're the first ones back out of all the four majors. We got baseball like, bickering. Like are they back for sure? Not yet, right? It's it's tentative still, right? Yeah. I mean, like, they have a agreed-upon plan. Like, they're locked and loaded in terms of what they're going to do. I think they have yeah. to finalize what city or cities they're going to use, but I believe they're like the one step further where the the players and coaches, I mean players and owners have agreed on a, a plan officially. I think that's what the news the news press conference was to announce yesterday. I saw Bettman on SportsCenter earlier today too, and he seemed you know like they were they were raring to go. Uh, but it, you know, they, they're doing everything baseball should be doing. They're getting back. They're going to be the first one back, you know, baseball and hockey have always kind of tussling with each other for that, that third spot in America for attention wise kudos to the NHL to kind of stay keeping quiet and, and pulling off a, a interesting format. No I think they did leaked, it. Yeah. No one leaked shit. No one leaked anything. Yeah. I mean, I had not a clue about what was happening with the NHL until they said yeah, yesterday. We kind of just assumed it was dead in the water because. Yeah. of the the lack of talk but um yeah this could really be uh, a pivotal moment for the nhl in regards to uh taking over baseball which i never really thought would have happened i mean i'm not a huge uh hockey guy i watch the playoffs here and there but it's can be there with the nba a lot so i usually pick the nba but i mean if it's the first one back i'm gonna watch the fuck out of hockey i mean that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't even have to be the biggest hockey fan, but if yeah. if hockey's the the only show in town, I mean, I'm I'm watching every second of every game. And I like I like the format they're trying to go with too. You saw they're going to the round robin um, proceedings, so the top four teams will get a bye, but they'll scrimmage each other in each conference, and then five through twelve will play best of five series to determine who plays the one through four seeds. So, you know, they'll reseed them 5 through 8. Whoever wins the 5 through 12, they'll be reseeded 5 through 8. They'll play the 1, 2, 3, and 4 seed in 7-game series like they traditionally would at that point. So rather than finish the regular season, they would just have best of 5 series for what both conferences. What about the other teams? What about the uh, 13 through 24? Fuck them. They're out. 
I thought I thought it was top twenty. No, it's each conference. It's each conference. Oh, top, top twelve. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so five through twelve in each conference, and then so only eight teams won't be included in the playoffs. Yeah. So I mean, if you don't make the play, you you can't whine if you just miss it. You're uh, so the Rangers and the Islanders will both be in it, and the Devils, yep. I believe. The Devils. Yeah. Right do. now, um, actually, no, New Jersey won't be. But oh, good. Fuck it em. will be the top four in the East will be Boston, Tampa, Washington, Philly, and then uh, Pittsburgh and Montreal will play five twelve. Carolina and Rangers will play six eleven. Uh, Islanders and Florida will play seven ten, and then Toronto and Columbus will be the eight and nine playing. And then for the West, you've got St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas is the top four. And then Edmonton five, Chicago twelve, Nashville six, Arizona eleven, Vancouver seven. Minnesota ten and Calgary eight, Winnipeg nine. I like so, it. I think it's so. Who are the who are the there's eight teams that are missing it? It's Ottawa, Detroit, New, uh, Jersey. New Jersey, Buffalo, the Sharks, which surprises me. They're bad. I feel like they're always a always a veteran good team. Uh, the Kings, the Ducks, and the Blackhawks. Wow, a lot of those teams are notoriously great. I mean, not not knowing what the fuck's going on in hockey, the Blackhawks. The Kings, the Ducks, and the Sharks. Those teams are like perennial playoff teams normally, no? Yeah, no, they are. They they, they are for yeah. sure. Yeah, the Ducks, the I Sharks, mean, exactly. I feel like They're hockey has so much turnover, like, in regards to, like, standings, like, from year to year. Like, NBA, like, you know, the, the Warriors weren't finishing worse than second. Uh, you knew the Suns couldn't be, you know, they'd be bottom five every year. Like, I mean, I don't, like I, I said, I don't follow it, but it's just, I mean, that's, Which that's is, something you have going for it, though. It's like your team can always be in it. I remember, I remember, like, it's like a lot of these teams were terrible, and now they're great and vice versa. So, like, the like the, the Avalanche, like, they used to be so bad three years ago. They were, like, pathetic. Yeah. And now they're one of the best teams. But it's weird, because there's not, like, there's nowhere near the amount of turnover player-wise. No, yeah, in, no. In the yeah. NHL that there is in the N- NBA. So you like you look at the NBA, it's like oh team's terrible this year. Like yeah, they lost two stars. Like of course they're terrible. But like hockey guys, hockey guys sign like seven, eight, nine, ten year contracts and are just there. And yeah. There's so much. There's so so little turnover on the roster uh, that you just when you like re, you just build a core and you you ride it out with them and then until you rebuild and then you basically clean house. I mean look at like the Rangers. They've had like two cores over the last twenty years and they rode it out with those like same like core 10 to 12 guys for six, eight years at a time and then c- completely revamped and they're about to do it again. They have a whole new set of young core players. So I just, it, it, it it's true what you're saying. There is a yeah. huge amount of turnover yeah. year to year in hockey. Like is there a turn- lot of turnover in the, um, like the third and fourth string players more so like the, uh, yeah, I'm sure like the, you know, the ancillary pieces there, there is more turnover. Um, but I guess it's you know it's it's so much harder for one star to really affect the game as compared to basketball just because like, what what is a top tier player what is he on the ice for 20, 25 minutes a game? Yeah. Uh, That's a lot, like, right? Probably more like probably more like thirty. Okay, really? like 30? Half, half the time. Half yeah, okay. the time. But that's but not everyone still, does that, right? Thirty's yeah, I mean, a lot. So he's playing thirty. Yeah. So even if let's call it thirty, that's half the game stars in the NBA are playing 80 to 90% of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really, I mean like LeBron in that finals that 2017, he played 42 and a half minutes. Yeah. So that's nine, 92% of the game. Yeah. 
So I get. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, you just phys- you just physically can in hockey. I mean, you can't play more than half the game, really. It's just that is true. Like people think that uh, hockey is, uh, it's pretty physically demanding. I yeah. you could argue it's the most physically demanding out of the four majors. Obviously, football like you got to be big and you know you're getting fucking knocked around, but like you're doing it for six seconds and then you're chilling for a minute, and then you're doing it for six seconds and then you're chilling for thirty seconds. You know. And then yeah. you're off the field for half the time anyways because you only play on one side of the ball. So mm-hmm. in terms of, like, constant moving and contact, and it, you could definitely make the argument hockey is the is the most physically grueling just to participate in one game. Yeah, for sure. You know, b- besides golf, that is, obviously. Yeah, besides yeah. golf. Oh, wait, we should real quick talk about golf. This weekend, what would you guys think? You guys watched the match uh, part two? With uh, with our boys Peyton, Tom, Tiger, and Phil, what'd you guys think of that? Yo, I would fucking take Tom Brady yeah. every fucking dollar he's worth on the golf course. Oh my god, I'd beat him by eight strokes on each side. I, I that made me so happy see to see. It. I didn't see it. I saw the highlights, and all I saw was people jerking him off to his shot. That's the bullshit one. Yeah, he he played so bad. He played. He claimed he was an eight handicap, and I'm not saying like there's no way he's an eight. You know, I, I can totally get, like, the intimidation. Peyton's a six of, handicap, right? So yeah. He, but, like, I get the intimidation of, one, playing with Tiger and Phil. Like, that alone is a intimidation factor. But also knowing that the whole world's eyes are on you. You know, the whole sports world is watching you because they got nothing else to fucking do. But still, I mean, it's not like Brady has ever been a guy that's had trouble performing with millions of eyeballs on him. You know, so... I just didn't see it. I mean, the guy was playing like a, a 15 to 20 handicap. He was so shanking like, shots. Was outside, boozing, cornhole, bad bin, et cetera. But, so, like, what were what was bad? Like, was he, like, just shanking balls? Like, how bad? He was legitimately like, shanking balls. Yes. Like, legitimately. Like worse than I would. Like, like not Don't drivers. Call. Like, just not including, like, other than no, drivers. Like, I don't even know if I saw him fucking his drive out. I mean, I'm sure he used it, but I, w- I wasn't watching every shot. It really intently, uh, but it was on the whole time. You know, I was watching. I probably saw three quarters of the shots. Uh, you know, actually watching. But it was. I was surprised at how how poorly he played. Because uh, I know he's a decent golfer. You know, or that that's what we've been told for so long. Peyton played great. Peyton had a few birdies by himself, and that's yeah. no that's easy course. I mean, that's that's Tiger's home course. That's where Tiger's a member. So uh, yeah, Peyton being good at golf is the least surprising thing. Of course, yeah. quarterbacks are you. But what is what is like oh. Romo's handicap compared to uh, Peyton Manning being six? Like, what what do you think Romo's is? Romo's scratch maybe like plus one, one and a half, two. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, Romo's good. Romo's Romo, good. Romo Romo can compete on low level tour events. I mean, he has. You know, he doesn't. Yeah. He's not making the cut and everything, but he's not coming in last. You know, he's beating professional golfers. He's legitimately really good, Tony Romo. He's How good Steph Curry? Not as good as Romo. He's good, but, but he's, he's not really good. good. He's really good, but he's not as good as Romo. Could you beat Steph Curry or no? Uh, I haven't watched him play enough. I mean, I feel like half my half my experience of Steph Curry playing golf is on that fucking show he does, whole, Holy Moly or whatever quirky-ass bullshit that is on, on ABC or whatever, that mini golf show where he hits, like, one shot uh, a show or something. Oh. Um, and, right. like, clips of it. But I know he's, like, played in Web.com tour events, which is, like, the minor leagues of golf. Yeah. Uh, so 
he's clearly got game. Uh, I don't know if I, at my best in college, I was a scratch golfer. Uh, I probably would play at a three or four right now. If I had to put money on the line, I would, I would probably call myself a three or a four. Uh, but you know, Steph Curry would probably beat me if, if he's playing at that level, but I, I would give him a run for his money. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be you a blow. You don't really play that much anymore too compared to. No. Yeah. I mean, I was at my peak, I was playing minimum 10 rounds a week, minimum seven days a week. So, you know, that was, I just couldn't. And now I'm playing maybe 15, 20 rounds a summer if I'm lucky. Yeah. Right. You know, so I, that was a week and a half for me back then. Now it's, you know, now it's four months. I am playing Sunday, though, for the first time this year. Of course, they finally are you playing. Uh, it's a little place called Copay uh, Country Club. It's up on a big lake up here, uh, about two hours north of the city. Uh, it's a really nice course. Beautiful views overlooking a lake. Uh, it's one of my favorite courses in the area. My buddies, it's a semi-private place. My buddy's a member, so you get, you know, whatever advantages you get. Uh, but you can play there normally. But it's it's an awesome course, and I'm excited to not have to walk and be able to play. I've been playing, been playing a little bit. I uh, I unfortunately hurt my back last Wednesday playing pretty bad. Uh, was bugging me for about five days. Went to an urgent care yesterday. Got a couple shots in the old tuckus to help it out. They gave well, me some muscle well, relaxers, jerk. Some, some steroids. Relaxers are amazing, dude. I feel a hundred. I feel like a million dollars today. What's yesterday I could barely walk. Like, I take the, you know, we take these very low um, dosage. Um, muscle relaxers, and as long as you don't use them or that immune, like take them that often, like when you use them and you haven't had them in a while, it's it's like a magic pill. Imagine what these fucking football players are taking, what they inject them with, like like how like you legit like you know have like a limp when you're walking, and then and then they get it and they're like they're jacked up and they're fine playing, like they're they're hitting guys that are 280 pounds, like as as running as fast as they ever can, like. Like I, I just, that's crazy to me. Like, like they're literally, what they do is fucked, but <laughs> like, if they didn't do that, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't play games every week. Yeah, they're, no, they're, it's oh, true. Yeah, everyone that's questionable can't play. They, you know, they're, they're not really, they can't really run or, or even walk for that matter. That's really yeah, crazy. crazy. They have like access to shit that it just, the general public just doesn't have access to. And it's, it's like on the reg there. Yeah. No. No problem whatsoever. Like, how is Frank well, they, Gore? How can Frank Gore walk? <laughs> how is he not in a wheelchair? Especially being a running back. That's what I'm saying. Like a ground and pound running back too. Not. Yeah. Not. Not, not a finesse. Thinking. Yeah. Dunk, yeah. No. Chris you know, Johnson. He's he's exactly. hitting. The- and Chris Johnson didn't last long. No. What was he in the league? Eight years? Nine years? Mm-hmm. Two of them. He wasn't even. He might as well not been there. So I mean. Who really is winning? I guess. I don't know. Jerome Bettis, same thing. He he ran for, you know, twenty years. Yeah, he ran for a while for a, and a big boss. guy. I think <laughs> all those guys they just do, they drop the weight instantly though when they retire. Yeah. They just yeah. Even look at like, Gronk. Even look at Gronk after being out for a year, he dropped fucking thirty pounds. All the offensive linemen are like that. You look at like Jeff Saturday on ESPN now. He's just mm-hmm. he lost like a hundred pounds from his playing days, and he's still a big dude. It's crazy what yeah, those guys go. Crazy. But, um, yeah, we also have the uh, NBA announce their proposed playing format. What, they're going to be playing at Disney? That's where they're going to be uh, planning to go forward with it? Yeah, so we got a little bit of somewhat inside info on this. Um, 
know a person who has direct knowledge of the NBA's plans. Um, and as of right now, they're thinking of doing a World Cup style tournament. Uh, that I mean, this has been talked about in the media a little bit, but apparent according to the source that I have, this is what they're mo- they're trying to move forward with. This is their plan as long as as long as there's no hiccups. I don't know what those hiccups would be, but the plan that they want to do is a, a World Cup style first round tournament where 20 teams would make the the playoffs of sorts and uh it would be five or four four groups of five teams and they do a knockout stage where each team plays each other twice in their in their group so it'd be eight games total in their group and the top two out of five teams in after those eight games would move on to the second round of the playoffs so that would leave what 10 teams eight no 20 Oh yeah, four groups eight. of five. Eight, yeah. It would leave eight teams, which, yeah, which makes sense because there's be the second round of the play. Uh, yeah, so that would be the yeah. same as the second round of the playoffs, and then the second round of the playoffs on would be normal seven game series. So that's how that's the plan the NBA is officially trying to move forward with. It hasn't been widely reported that way yet, but that's that's what I've been told with some by someone with direct knowledge of the NBA's plans. Um, so I love it. We'll see. Yeah. So it's, is it going to be, it's not going to be by conference. It's going to be the 20 best records. Correct. It's going to be no, no conference breakups, 20 best records. Uh, and there, I was told there, this is, this is a, this is not necessarily a means to just get the season in this way. This is a true test of a potential future format for the NBA moving forward. So if this, that's part of the reason they're attracted to it. So if this, the way I understand it is if this goes well, I don't, I don't know what well, what constitutes well to the NBA or uh, or success um, in this, but if, if they deem it successful there, there's a chance this could be brought about as the playoff format moving forward. So 20 teams would make the playoffs, but the first round would be a group stage like the world cup. Or 12 would be eliminated. Yeah, 12 of the 20 would be eliminated through the group stage, and then the final eight would play it out there. And uh, it actually means more games per... More money, more games that way. It does mean more... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, because you're going to play eight games mandatory, in which in the first series you'd play seven games. Each team would play four to seven games, depending on their... Plus you have to add in the... So you have one more game already just based on that, but then you have to add in the four additional teams. So you're adding in yeah, four times four. So you're adding in 16 additional games. And the four teams that it would be would be Portland, the Pelicans, the Kings, and the Spurs. And honestly, I feel like a lot of they, you know, they were somewhat competitive and I mean, they don't have great records, but I feel like all four of those teams you know, have something. I know the Spurs aren't exactly, uh, you know, this is, you know, really down here for the Spurs, but there's still the Spurs. Portland was coming up strong. So were the Pelicans really coming up strong. Those are two playoff caliber teams. I don't think there's any question of it. Portland and New Orleans. Like, New Orleans, once they got Zion back, they got, they got you know, they had started getting healthy. Ingram had a great year. And who doesn't want to see that, too? You know, yeah, it's... I mean, it's... I, I'm really, I got really excited when you said that, only for the for the Pelicans, 
Yeah. I mean, I who doesn't want to see Zion? Like, the Falcons at top 20. They're gonna, they'd are gonna, they be in there. We're getting so. eight eight additional games of Zion. And we're, yeah. We were robbed of that. Uh, but and, if you and like... Not even just Zion. Ingram, Ball, Drew. I mean, it's just an exciting young team. I mean, yeah. it's just... It's just really exciting. Technically, right? JJ Reddick's playoff streak stays alive. Yeah, which is really cool. That's so, that's JJ Reddick. Just I don't know how they would count that. You know how this would be viewed statistically? Because then, does the Spurs playoff streak stay alive? Is this ne- is this necessarily the playoffs? You know, but I guess. But I I don't. Uh, at first, I was kind of like, nah, fuck this, like. I'm not. I'm not here for this. Just give me, give me what we got, what we normally get. I don't. I don't need any of this fancy bullshit. But when you kind of sit back and think about it, like it's pretty. It would be pretty cool to have like that first round of just where every single game means something. You think about it in the first, like we we don't, you know, we don't really pay attention to soccer that much. But you know, every American starts paying attention every four years when the World Cup happens. Yeah, because um, every game is just. Yeah, and that group stage is always fun. Maybe it's a, a matter of us, like, we're just, we don't expect to make it. Like, our, our our goal is just to make it out of the group stage. We don't, we never expect to win. So maybe that's different. But it would be kind of cool to just sit down and every night have, like, two or three games that really matter. Like, these, these means, this means three points. Like, we could get, you know, through the group stage. It's and easier then- for upsets to happen. Yes, that's the one thing where I don't really like it because I'm not a big, I'm not a big uh, upset, you know, get the first teams out or the best teams out type of guy. Like I, I'm not really into that. I because it's not March Madness. It's not, yeah, exactly. It's not single elimination. That's that's and different. The best team always wins a seven game series. The best team does not win a one or two game series every yeah. time. And, and I'm not saying that like upsets don't happen in the in the in the playoffs, you know. Playoffs. They, playoffs. Uh, playoffs. You know, we have you have the Knicks beat the one seed Heat as the eight seed. The the uh, Warriors did it with the Mavs in in 2007. The, that team was they were better teams than the one seed. You know, they just were. You don't you don't lose a, a seven games. The Knicks was a five game series. Full disclosure, because it was before they moved the first round of seven games, but it's it was the, the Knicks went on to play in the NBA Finals, so it was no fluke that year. That Knicks team was good; they were better than the Heat, and they beat the Pacers, who was that Pacers team was unreal, uh, as we saw in the Last Dance. It was the same team returning in '99 that they had in '98, uh, which I think had four Hall of Famers on it, but. Regardless, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't. That's the only part that is worrisome about it. I think it would be really cool from a generic fan standpoint. Me, you know, I don't really care because I'm, you know, as a Knicks fan, I'm not. Playoff basketball isn't really my thing. You know, it's not something I'm, I'm <laughs> overly concerned about on a year in year out basis. So, but you know, it, it would, would be make cool. it easier for you to make the playoffs, though. It would, and it would also eliminate four teams from the lottery. So now your top 10 teams are in the lottery and they have a much, they, they, they take those percentage points and distribute them. Not, not to my knowledge, but I'm just assuming putting two and two together. That's what it would happen. Yeah. If they take out the lottery team, they take, if you make the playoffs, technically you're making the playoffs. So it would would probably benefit the teams at the top of the lottery. Yeah. Which Which, it should, which, which, yeah, which is, I mean, 
it's not a bad thing, being that, you know, we saw the madness this year of the lottery. Uh, I don't doubt that would happen every year, but it just shows you the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the volatility <laughs> of, of, of <laughs> yeah, I you can't it. really bank on it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. I guess I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, it's something new. If it happens, it really doesn't even matter. What like as long as I'm watching basketball, I'll be happy. If it works, that's a bonus to me. Like awesome. Like this is something like we can do in the going forward, or if this is something that is really entertaining, like you know, like it's maybe the Pelicans are one of the two top teams in the five five person uh, a five team group. That's possible. It, it's so crazy how our fucking bar of entertainment has lowered. We're just like, just fucking give me anything. Just give me anything, I don't please. give a shit. Just throw it out there. there. There was a week. There was a there was a week when the ESPN the Ocho was on. I was watching marble racing. Like <laughs> I was watching fucking marble racing. I'm like, give me anything. Yeah, anything yeah, to bet yeah. on. I mean, I had cornhole on the other day. It was a blast. I mean, okay, wait though, cornhole is awesome to watch. Cornhole definitely is awesome, but it's not um, NFL or NBA. Caliber oh, entertainment. No, watching, no, playing it, it's awesome for sure. Even no. watching it's fun, but I mean that's what I'm saying. I was loving cornhole. I was like, oh my god. I'm like, he just airmailed it. I'm like, let's yeah. go. Oh, the other thing that sucks about this plan <laughs> is that is that the NBA they don't seem to care about next season being affected because this this plan would end. The finals would be like September like 18th through the 25th or something, or the 28th. Something like that. They, the finals would be in mid to late September, and the what draft, really? the draft would be like a week after that. Free agency would be like the two days after the draft. I saw someone lay it out, uh, like in a graphic that had all the dates. When but would they be starting this? When we're like resuming the the season. This season, I'm I'm assuming like maybe middle of July, or maybe end of July. I don't know. Um. Let me see if I can I can find it. Uh, but it was it was uh, it was not like comforting. I just feel like they're not okay. Here we go. I got it. June tentative NBA timeline: June twentieth through July tenth training camp. June twelfth or July twelfth would be travel to the the bubble sites or site. Uh, July fifteenth through the twenty third. Uh, this isn't necessarily the same thing. It'd be five regular season games, but it's it's relatively the same timeline. July 25th through August 7th would be playoffs. Then the next round would be August 8th through the 21st. And the conference finals, September or August 22nd through September 5th. And then the NBA finals, September 7th through September 20th. And the draft will be on September 25th. And free agency would begin October 1st. So you have 10 days to, do, to close the finals, do the draft, and start free agency. As opposed to about, what, four weeks, three weeks? I guess it's not that much of a difference because the finals usually ends in early, mid-June. You know, like the late single digits or early teens. And then the draft is always in the 20s, June 20-something. June and then free agency is July 1st. So I guess it's only like two a week or two shorter than they normally Honestly, have. Honestly, I mean, it's gonna it'll probably push the season back a little. And if it pushes it back a month or two, honestly, I don't hate it because I very rarely am deeply invested in October and November and really even December. December I start getting a little invested in It's like uh, Christmas but, Day. 
Christmas, Christmas Day, Day is really is like really the opening. It's kind of the for me. That's kind of where I invest more into it. Is Christmas is Christmas Day. I mean, I'm not watching it over. I know football's not on every day. It's on what three days a week: Monday, Thursday, Sunday. Still, it's almost but that's half bowl week. season too. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's, there's, it's bowl season yeah, there's, there's college football. There's a bunch of other things. There's baseball. Um, there's baseball up until you know October. Sometimes a little bit November. So. You know, it's kind of like a last resort to me. I don't, there's nothing on, like, whatever. It's Sunday. I mean, no, not and it wouldn't be on a Sunday. Or whatever, Friday night game or whatever. I'm not doing anything. I'll throw it on. But, you know, it's the games aren't that meaningful. I mean, obviously, it's the beginning of the season, and it's, you know, 82-game season. It's not like nothing is permanent at that point. So if it gets pushed back four, six, seven weeks, I really it, it's not going to really bother me too much as long as it's not a – even if it was a permanent thing, honestly, I wouldn't mind that much because it would just it put it would put the playoffs further into the uh, summer, and uh, I like I like summer basketball for sure. I love summer basketball. That and baseball, you know, and you know, it'd be less time for them competing with football, which I think foot football beats them in that time. I would say I think definitely yeah. people are more more likely to watch football. And, and and college and college basketball for that for that reason as well. Yeah, but, that's it's a it's a fair point. Yeah, I guess you're just gonna you're having that longer turnover because like college isn't gonna change their their dates obviously because they're set around the school year. It might be a issue like yeah, they'd have to figure out logistics around the draft. But I guess what's the difference? You know, waiting another month um, and free agency. It's just it the NBA already dominates the summer in terms of coverage once from, from draft time through like the first week or two weeks of free agency, the NBA is the most talked about thing. Those are the dog days of baseball summer. Nothing's happening oh, yeah. in the NFL, like training, it, oh, it you does, got OTAs sure. and stuff. Extend, it would just extend, you know, the finals and the conference finals a little more. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, I think if, I think if free agency went into like August, it would lose a lot of its attention because people start to care about, uh, you know, training camps are starting. People are talking about fantasy. True. So it, it's a. I'm not saying it would have some profound effect. It could lose, or, it could lose some in, in, but in there's, August. There's potential. They have no competition now, and they they bring potential competition in to that area. Not now. That being said, how much is that attention really dr- generating revenue? You know, maybe obviously we're maybe we're seeing you know additional jersey sales and stuff like that, but. Games aren't happening, so like we're not bringing in cash, TV money. We're not bringing in, you know, ticket sales or concessions. Right, that stuff buzz. is happening. It's just, it's just buzz. I guess it, it's good in the long term. It's good to have that and dominate the the news cycle and the conversation. But is it really bringing in money? You know, not directly, at least. Yeah, no. We got definitely. baseball. Talking yeah, baseball. baseball, baseball. June tenth, they're saying now teams will be able to start. Having their spring trainings, what? I don't believe it, though. I don't believe June 10th. They might not have a deal reached by June 10th. Yeah, I'm but they don't miss the deal. On all they the can sports, baseball. I've been so optimistic. I mean, what if they get this deal done on the eighth? Are they started on the tenth? I mean, we are literally, we are literally two weeks away from technically what would be the start of spring training. I know they should be ready, but like, if they got the deal on the eighth, they wouldn't be like done. They wouldn't be like, yeah, we're starting in two days. They couldn't do that. They would need at least a few days, like four or five days at least. I just, this is just a whole fuckery. Like, I, I hate to say I've been on the owner's side, but like, 
the first, the last offer by the owners, I, I, I thought was ridiculous. I mean, um, I don't feel like, you know, like the the players shouldn't make more than half. But on this uh, potential salary cuts, according to Jeff Passan, it cuts the the top earners more, and I'm completely fine with that. So, no offense to you, Bryce Harper, but if you make a couple million less. It's not going to hurt you as much as it's going to hurt the guy that's losing half his salary. That's you know, you know, the 26 guy on the bench or a minor league guy that you know what I mean on the barely making the team, making 500, 200 thousand. So in this first proposal, the low man would make 262. He'd originally be making 563. If you're making a million, you'd be making 430. Two million, be making 736. So now we're going under half. So I'm a little little mercurial to me, but the the at the most, if you're making thirty five million, you make seven point eight million. That's way too much. That that is that's some greed of the owners right there. If you're making thirty, it's six point nine, twenty five six. I mean, I've so always been. What happened to the fifty fifty deal? I, like, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Both these sides are like shooting for the opposites. Like. Like I, I I get you're supposed to like start high or you know you know you're supposed to ne- negotiate and you meet someone in the middle but they're so far apart like the the baseball players like don't want fifty percent they want like their sixty six percent like that they agreed to in March when we didn't know there'd be you know half less games played I mean we, it was up in the air and then the owners I mean you're talking about the prof- you know you're talking about the top echelon of players making 20 percent of their salary yeah that's I, ridiculous come on like that's that's not that that's not acceptable i get what you're doing with the tier structure i do get it but not on that severity like i'm sorry like wasn't like, there some deal in place where it's it wasn't it didn't have anything to do with necessarily the salaries it was just whatever the teams brought in collectively like whatever the owners made they were going to split that with the players and then prorate that amount for the for the the players' salaries. So, like, let's say, just for the sake of the conversation, let's say Mike Trout makes twenty percent of the Angels' salary, then or he, his his pay is twenty percent of their payroll. So, and the the owner the team gets a hundred million for you know they bring in a hundred million and that's their fifty percent share of the owners and the players. So then Trout would get twenty million based on that because he's twenty percent of the owner. He's twenty percent of the payroll, and he gets twenty percent of the hundred million the team earned. I thought that so, was like what was being talked about. So wait, so you're saying, but not everyone gets hundred million? No. no, I'm saying just for the sake of the conversation, it would it would be like uh, like jersey sales where the whole all thirty teams pool together all the money made. And that amount is split 50-50 with the owners and players. So let's call let's say that they make $200 million this baseball season collectively. Then $100 million goes to the owner, $100 million goes to the player. Now, once you have that $100 million with the players, then you prorate it based on the percentage that the player makes of the team's payroll in a normal year. So if Mike, they have a hundred million. If Mike Trout makes twenty percent of the Angels' payroll, he gets twenty million dollars of that hundred million. And if you know the third string guy who makes one percent gets a million dollars, or he makes a half a percent gets five hundred k. 
Sorry, I lost focus. Uh, you know, Steph Curry's mom was just put on the screen, and I completely lost my That's fair. train of thought. Fair. Yeah, uh, you know, if, if it was Aisha, I'd have a problem with it. Yeah, but you know, I, I respect. I'm watching this game. He had 20 points in the first quarter. The only thing hotter than his three point shot is his mom, in my opinion. I mean, it's just this is from like <laughs> this is like from what Murray Spates is on the team. What, what year is this game? Murray yeah. Spates is on the team. I love most Spates, but. Jeez, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where that went. I don't know. I feel like they're just both being dramatic and severe at this point and just trying to go so far, polar opposite on the other one. And I'm sure both are willing to give a little more than they're letting on, but it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like we're getting any closer. If anything, it seems like there's more divide now. If, yeah. th- if this if there isn't significant progress in a week, I've been I've been number one saying baseball is going to happen. Ninety nine hundred percent. I'm certain like like if if this doesn't happen in a week i will significantly be doubting it and baseball is in deep trouble deep trouble they they can't afford die hard baseball fan i'm a die hard i love the art of pitching of of fucking of duels of fucking you know battling your way out of account like even walks i fucking love walks like battling out of o2 to draw a walk fucking Fuck yeah, injected it into my veins. And like now we might not have that. Not even talking about And the we talked about it. it we talked about it last week too. How much this'll really hurt baseball It'll even more than already it. hurt. It'll it. destroy it. Like like someone like me will be giving more attention to like hockey, even if it's just out of spite. Like I'll just be like, Yeah, fuck baseball. Let's go hockey. Like, let's see what you got. Like playoff hockey, nothing better. Like, that's all I hear. Like, let's see what you got. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe the MLS makes a run. Like, like yeah, I mean, a, just what a reversal of roles. You know, like you said, baseball a week ago, baseball was by far the most likely in our minds to make a comeback. And the NHL, no, the NHL NBA, comes we were like nowhere. in limbo. And now it's completely flip flopped. And we're, you know, we're talking about the NBA and NHL starting first. If the NHL didn't happen, I'd be absolutely shocked. If the NBA didn't happen at this point, I'd be a little I'd be a little shocked. And now would not be shocked in the least if we don't have a baseball season. And I can't believe I'm saying that. And it's not even, I know there's some safety issues, but it, it would, it would be the money. It would be the money. That'd yeah. Be the they're money. just so far apart to the two sides. Like we were saying, we're just, so, they're just so far apart. It seems like it's not going to be, uh, possible for them to come to an agreement on this. Yeah. It's, it's not looking good. I mean, we need people. I mean, Tony Clark, and who's Tony Clark and who represents them? I mean, who's who's the top? Is it Rob? It's not Rob Manfred, right? It's who represents uh, the owners? I don't know. I guess Manfred. I don't. I always don't know. Like, because the the commissioner is hired by the owners. The owners have the fi- the power to hire and fire the commissioner. But I don't know if he's like more of a moderator. And there's an owner representation group, or if he's kind of the voice of the owners, or or what? You know, I, I don't. May it, it's probably well, a situation they where fucking get themselves in a room with Manfred, the two or three of them, and say, "All right, we need to quit dicking around." Like, if something doesn't happen, if some we don't compromise on some level, like we're all gonna get hurt. Like all the owners, we're gonna get destroyed. The players, like you think you're making thirty million a year next year, like. Yeah, I'm not signing you for more than 20, buddy. You're going to lose at least 33% in free agency. Like, people, 
the money just simply won't be there. Like the contracts, like people are sitting out now, like people felt they weren't getting the money they deserved. Like imagine after, after a, a no baseball season. I mean, it, it's just going to be such a bad luck. I really hope we don't get there, but it's, it's seeming like it's more and more inevitable as, as time goes on, sadly. So, I mean, they, they need to get the fuck together. Enough's enough. Yeah, let's 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 cut the let's cut the games. I saw I saw someone today like talking about uh, how like baseball, you know, baseball. Obviously, you you don't want people to like be put in harm's way and everything. But like, think about fucking Joe DiMaggio, Yogi Berra, Ted Williams, all those fucking guys went to fucking war. They went to fucking war. war. Literally war. They fucking fought in World War Two, and you motherfuckers can't go back. From a virus that is a literally one in a million chance you get bad symptoms, let alone die. Yeah, that's a statistical fact for that age group. And God knows how much better it is for someone in great shape like a professional athlete is. But these motherfuckers went to war for years. We're not talking like they flew over for a couple weeks. Three or four, I think. Yeah, four years. Yeah, it's insane. DiMaggio, I lost a couple. Like. What are we talking about here? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Play. And if you don't want to play, don't play. Like, yeah. If you don't but don't expect play, any play. money. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like, expect any money. Not, it, it's like anyone who doesn't work. Yeah. If you don't want to work, sure, you're not going to get paid. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the fucking Yankees and Red Sox weren't sending DiMaggio fucking and and Williams checks in Germany. Yeah. For their... it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, hey, boss, like, you know. I'm not coming in today. Oh, all right. You're sick? No, I'm, I'm not coming in all week. Oh, all right. Yeah, like, you know, just, you know, you got my direct positive. It'd be like, no, you're fucking fired. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, okay, you fucking still get paid. Are you kidding me? Like, you just think you're going to sit out the year. And that's the funny part to me about the players. They think they're just going to not not play a season and get paid. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And, and it's going to be even funnier the next two or three years, every free agency when – Owners are laughing at them when they ask for two, three hundred million. They're gonna, yeah, here's one twenty-five. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, this hurts. This hurts Mookie Betts. Mookie Mookie Betts Betts is gonna be wishing he took that three hundred mil from the Red Sox. Oh yeah, three hundred mil's out the window next year for Mookie Betts. Yeah, Mookie. I'm him. I sign. I sign like a one or two year deal. Imagine this. Imagine. Yeah, sign it. You get Pony up, and they say, you know what I mean, like. We'll give you for three hundred million again, or two eighty, whatever near it, and say you're not going to get this anywhere else. We'll get whatever, whether it's two fifty to three hundred, something very close to three hundred. You're not getting this anywhere else after this fuckery. Come back to us. That'd be a power move by the Sox. I don't know if they could afford it, obviously, but if they could make near that offer, and no one else can make near that offer, he would obviously go back to the Sox, possibly not playing a game for the Dodgers, and they would have swindled the Dodgers. Yeah, got rid of David Price's contract. Get rid of David Price's contract. Get Mookie Mookie Betts back. Get Alex Verdugo, who I think is a complete stud. And then, uh, I mean, that would be the swindle of of a century. Yeah, outside of outside of Babe Ruth, I don't I don't know any more unfair deal that could happen in sports. And they bring Alex Cora back. Yeah, that would probably be like I don't see a world where they don't bring Alex Cora back at this point. Really? Uh, yeah, that's like like this. I, I don't know if the Astros cheating has been lessened from all this. It kind of has been. Not that oh, we haven't forgotten. It, we have forgotten. Like, it's bullshit. Yeah, like I mean, it's just like 
like like we have bigger fish to fry. We have bigger fish to fry. We have people dying. We have the country not opening. People losing jobs. It's a lot of shit to worry about. We don't have we don't have enough time to worry about you fucking Astros and your fucking trash cans, you trash bag. I hate that we don't have enough time for you, but we don't have enough fucking time for you. So I know. But we uh, baseball fans don't forget. That's the good thing. No, now, they'll, they'll get theirs. Get, they'll yeah, get they'll forget. They'll get theirs. I hope they get. You know, they get they get thrown out here and there, and you know they get some some nice high fast and balls. They, they only play eighty two games this year. Better they better be getting it the first eighty two next year too. They need a full one sixty two with them getting fucking but, hit. Um, None of this yeah. half season bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. I would I would I would but, really try to do that if I was the Red Sox, and that would be a way to. The Red Sox are just trending downward. Like if there's baseball this year. I no offense, Tom. I don't see the Red Sox even. They don't make the playoffs. No, yeah, they don't make the playoffs. They don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know if they'd be a 500 team though. Like, like you lose David Price, who's who's good. Don't get him wrong. Don't get me wrong. He's like he's not worth the contract, but he's a loss. And then you lose Chris Sale for the whole year. That's a loss. Yeah. Then you lose Price was our best pitcher. Price was our best pitcher last year. Yeah, two of your best pitchers. Which I know Sale wasn't great, but two of your best pitchers. And then Mookie Betts, your best player. So, you know, and you had career years from a few players. Yeah, Devers, Not knowing Bogart. for sure you'll get that from Christian Vasquez again. No offense yeah. to Christian Vasquez. I don't know if he's going to bat 285 again. Hell of so, a year to uh, have Tommy John, though. Good call. Yeah. for se- Good luck for Severino and Sale. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. But Syndergaard uh, had, had his... Uh, surgery. Surgery too had his injury, but yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, it's good for all the injured players that are getting healthy. That if the season happens, they'll be healthy, and if not, they have the time to recover. But I don't know. I mean, hopefully it gets done. I'm not. I, I'm very, very, very cautiously optimistic at best right now. We remain optimistic because we want to be optimistic, but the the smart versions of us know that this might not happen. Yeah, and in a week, if we if we're not close to something, I'm, I'm being more dire in my in my words. Yeah, Sad. but hopefully next week we will have updates on all three of these leagues, what their plans are going forward. Who knows? Maybe the NHL get their stuff finalized. Maybe the NBA will. Hopefully the MLB does, but hopefully we just get at least one piece of good news, something to keep us going. Like I said, this is week 12 of this new life that we live uh, we're still going strong. We're staying strong. I'm still doing the pod every week for you guys, trying to put something out there. Uh, in the meantime, though, until next week, please go follow us on the socials. Check out uh, the shop at BleacherFan.com. We got a bunch of BleacherFan merch, a bunch of team-centric uh, funny shirts on there. We got some Trastros shirt. We have the Astros with the asterisk. Uh, just just to mention a few good ones on there. Got a bunch of New York stuff, obviously, for our man Dave and Sully. Uh, just go check that out. Support us so we can keep doing this for you guys. Please rate and subscribe um, for the podcast. Follow us on the socials, like I said, and we will be back with another episode for you next week.